You are listening to the Health and Wellness Connection Podcast, the number one wellness podcast designed to provide the latest information to help you achieve your health and wellness goals. Our show features exciting guests, the latest in medical research, and in-depth discussions in current trends on weight loss, nutrition, and fitness. No matter what your interest, the Health and Wellness Podcast has you covered. And now, presenting your illustrious host, Dr. Barry, M.D. Hello, 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 and thank you for listening to the Health and Wellness Connection podcast. I want to thank you for being a faithful listener and checking us out every week on Afro Vibes Radio. But hey, if you somehow don't get a chance to check us out Thursdays, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on Afro Vibes Radio, please don't hesitate to check out our podcast page. That's anchor.fm backslash HW Connection. That's H-W-C-O-N-N-E-C-T-I-O-N. Again, check us out on our anchor.fm podcast page. Check out all the shows uploaded there immediately after the show airs on Afrovibes Radio. Also, if you want to listen to the show live on Afrovibes Radio, please download the app, afrovibesradio.com. You can download it from the, the website or go to your local or favorite, sorry, mobile OS app, be it Android or iPhone. Download the app on your phone today. You can stream the show as well as the awesome Afrobeat music collection live on your phone for free. Again, no money down, all free, all awesomeness. Do it today. Again, um, if you want to reach out to me personally, you can always get at me on Instagram. Um, my uh, name, Dr. Barry MD, D R B A R R Y M D. Also, you can email me at Dr. Barry Health at gmail.com. That's Dr. Barry, D R B A R R Y H E A L T H at gmail.com. And last but not least, Facebook is also where we're at, posting all the shows as well as other exciting articles. Check us out at www.facebook.com backslash next level weight loss. Again, please uh, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We love hearing from listeners. Any feedback, any even sponsorship opportunities, because we are um, very highly listened podcast. Always looking for sponsors. Check us out if you're interested in sponsoring the show. And also, you can do it on the Anchor FM page. You can donate, become a super sponsor. We're going to get a lot of cool freebies for those people who do sign up. So check us out again. It's Dr. Barry here. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for the show. Hello, 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 and welcome, guys. This is Dr. Barry with the Health and Wellness Connection radio show, and I'm just very excited because, you know, we have another exciting guest uh, for you guys uh, uh, this uh, afternoon. So I'm sure you guys have heard a lot about, um, you know, cannabis and smoking, and we've had some shows uh, previously on this, uh, you know, show regarding cannabis, especially in the medical use aspect. Um, but recently, with the age of uh, the coronavirus pandemic, you know, the topic we've been talking about repeatedly um, for the past few weeks, and of course, for obvious reasons, it's kind of everywhere in the news, everywhere you turn on, you have, you know, people weighing in regarding the coronavirus and how it's impacting our lives. But one thing that's not been, you know, too often discussed, at least not until recently, is that um, there has been a quite a, a surge of cannabis consumption during this quarantine period. Um, it's believed that um, cannabis use has significantly risen 
um, throughout the United States, especially in the states where it's legal. And uh, because of this, states are starting to get a little concerned. Um, um, some cities have deemed cannabis businesses essential, meaning that um, its workers are going to be allowed to continue to work and they're going to be allowed to continue to operate during this quarantine period. And of course, some people are upset with that, stating that cannabis is not essential and a lot of that has to do with ideological differences. So again, there's a lot of issues going on with the cannabis um, discussion currently. And because of that, I decided to bring in an expert. Uh, we have a special guest today. Um, we have had her on before. She's a friend of the show, but you know, I wanted to bring her back so we, she can kind of weigh in and give her expertise on this whole topic. Again, um, her name is Dr. Olga Obi. Um, she is a board certified emergency medicine physician, but she's also a, a cannabis practicing, or I should say a practicing cannabis specialist as far as seeing patients, addressing their needs, helping them um, potentially find therapeutic benefit via cannabis and cannabis related therapies. Um, Dr. Olga, are you there? I'm here, yes. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much. I Dr. Obi, I call Dr. Olga. Dr. Obi, thank you so much for uh, joining us today on the show. And again, um, just first off, I'm um, honored um, that you decided to kind of talk with us today. I know you're a very busy individual, um, especially I think you recently got honored as uh, one of the top 10 um, uh, leaders uh, in, in cannabis as far as the, uh, you know, I guess the, I want to say social political kind of aspect of the movement as far as getting people aware of some of the medicinal benefits, kind of a trailblazer in that aspect. And I just want to thank you for coming, uh, you know, on the show and kind of weighing in with your expertise regarding this whole topic regarding cannabis and so forth um, use during this whole corona epidemic. So thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Appreciate it. Not a problem. Not a problem. So, so tell me, so you actually, are, you, you actually have a practice where you actually, you know, can see patients, consult patients and uh, kind of give them advice uh, regarding, um, you know, the use of cannabis and so forth. Now, have you had any issues, you know, seeing your patients or having them get their medications due to the different um, restrictions or potential, you know, um, complications uh, being put in place with this whole coronavirus and pandemic and uh, you know what are you telling your patients regarding cannabis use well uh, yeah so um, I currently practice in the state of Texas but I also mm -hmm. treat patients in the state of California okay. um, and in other states where medical marijuana is expanded mm -hmm. um, as you know in Texas we have a very limited mar medical marijuana policy and so um, patients have to rely on uh, CBD-based medications. Mm -hmm. But what we are seeing in California, for example, um, I treat them be via telehealth for safety purposes now, um, is that some of them are having a hard time getting to the um, dispensaries. Nick, and before you go a little further, could you clarify some of the, the uh, you said it was limited legal issues regarding cannabis use in general in Texas. If you just briefly just kind of state what those are, just so the listeners can kind of understand kind of what your patients are actually receiving and what they're being treated with in, let's say, Texas, for instance. I know it may be different in California or other states, but, you know, how has that, you know, been an issue as far as navigating those legal issues, you know, in your opinion? Okay, well, um, that's an excellent question, and I'm happy to touch on it. So in Texas, we have um, medical marijuana policy. We do have medical marijuana. It is called the Compassionate Use Program, but it limits the amount of THC significantly. And so in the state of Texas, uh, what you are allowed to take legally for the medical marijuana um, purposes is any product that is less than point. 
4.5% THC. Okay. Um, that's an order- arbitrary number, right? That was just set by uh, powers that be uh, as far as the amount of THC that would be permissible. There's no medical reasoning behind that percentage. Is that accurate or is there some sort of medical reasoning behind those percentages you mentioned? I agree. Um, there is no real, we don't have much research in, in, in of itself. Mm-hmm. And so that percentage um, is based off of the total weight of the product. Okay. And um, it doesn't really have any medical backing as far as I've, I've read and as far as my research goes. Awesome. All right, go ahead. So as you were saying? Um, and in order for patients to qualify for the Compassionate Use Program, they do have to register with a registered physician. So the physician has mm-hmm. to deem their condition um, as a part of the meeting the requirements for the participate to participate in the program excuse me um and then once they're registered then they can go to one of three licensed dispensaries in the state of texas and only one is actually physically in texas the other two are by delivery only really Mm -hmm. interesting because (laughs) i will say that you know i've you know i live in texas as well and uh you know i visited a couple you know uh, different uh, cbd shops and so forth and uh, I have seen them sell kind of what they support is CBD flower, meaning, uh, you know, actual flower, cannabis flower that's predominantly CBD. It's supposed to have, I guess, less than 0.5% THC. And uh, it was interesting. I was wondering, that's why I was curious as far as how those, you know, laws are changing, if they're allowing smoke shops to offer those, um, offer those things, or if there's, you know, a, um, you know, an issue regarding, uh, selling those or can any shop sell those that are you familiar with you know how those cbd options you said there's only one smoke shop in the city or in the no 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 so i want to clarify there's a difference between medical marijuana policy okay so medical marijuana is different Mm -hmm. from free market cbd okay free market cbd has to be less than 0.3 percent by weight thc Whereas medical marijuana can be up to 0.5% and requires a registration. Medical marijuana is never in the flower form because the flower form is not deemed a medical form. Okay. So it's only in an oil or edible form. Um, okay. And um, and then I, I do believe that there are some um, topical uh, formulations that the medical dis- medical dispensaries are offering, but the free market CBD market, it's it's called, um, is also in, is also um, hemp. It is ca- called industrial hemp because it contains less than zero point three percent, and that gives its its designation as industrial hemp. Um, and that's what you'll see in the free market in in smoke shops and, and oh, okay. CBD dispensaries and those things. Okay, mm-hmm. so, so great. So I don't want to get too caught up in, in the, the laws because that can be a whole discussion itself. But so as far as your patients, like what are you telling them regarding cannabis? Like are they um, you are they still you know re- you're still recommending smoking? Um, I have or, or is like now push for more edibles and oils. Like do you uh, you know think that patients are, are going to have to modify their behaviors or? Maybe even consider going back to Xanax, maybe not. <laughs> I'm just teasing. But Sarah, but yeah. like what 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 are your thoughts as far as the concerns regarding the dangers regarding smoking and uh, potential increased COVID uh, complications? Now I will say this, and my patients know me very well. So hi you guys. Um, Dr. Olga never advocates for combusting. 
okay. period. I do not advocate for smoking of in, in, in any form. But I will say that everyone's genetics are different. Okay. So there are some patients that can tolerate combusted forms of, of marijuana for their medicinal use. And those patients, we, I still give recommendations. During um, what we need to understand about coronavirus is it is a virus that affects predominantly the lung system, the respiratory system, mm -hmm. but it also affects the immune system. And by way of the immune system, it does not stop. So it can gradually affect all of our organ systems. Um, but the reason why a lot of medical professionals are kind of speaking up about smoking cannabis is because cannabis has been seen to be beneficial in infections mm -hmm. and in inflammatory processes. And exactly. so the That's normal not, psyche is to go towards, oh, well, if it helps me in this, then I need to increase my use so that I can protect myself via its protective properties. But what we do want to make sure that we also understand is that when you smoke, and I, when, I, when I say smoke, I mean burning mm -hmm. with fire. I'm not necessarily talking about vape, which is a different topic. Mm -hmm. But whenever you smoke or burn, you decrease the natural immunity of the lungs, the natural defenses. Mm -hmm. Because burning burns. I mean, if you burn your skin, you can see what happens. If you blow hot air on your skin or put it next to a hot um, heat source, you'll feel the, the pain. The lungs feel the same thing. And in fact, they were meant to be in a, in a more controlled temperature environment. Also, when you burn, you introduce carcinogens. Um, the benefit or the proposed benefit, though, of burning cannabis is that the, the anti-tumor properties are thought to kind of counteract the combusting um, effects. Okay. Let me, can I so, ask you a question though? Because one thing that I've seen in a lot of different uh, studies regarding potential treatments for, you know, coronaviruses or any kind of, you know, uh, infectious, you know, virus that really stimulates um, the inflammatory response. And that's kind of what's believed to, you know, cause coronavirus to be so lethal. It makes the body make this really outsized immune response causing potential organ damage is that they're seeing that antioxidants are potentially very beneficial in helping the treatment process. And this is why I've even seen people bring up vitamin C as a, a, a treatment or something people should be using um, to help you know, fight infections. Because we know vitamin C helps improve the immune uh, system function. But also, you know, vitamin C has a, you know, is a very powerful antioxidant. It helps, you know, um, you know, I guess, detoxify some of those uh, you know, inflammatory mediators and foreign uh, you know, germs or whatnot, or you know, virus uh, particles or whatnot. It just basically helps to you know, by neutralize those virus particles. And the question becomes, you know, we all also know that THC has a very you know, potent antioxidant, you know, as well as far as uh, you know, the cannabis plant. And you know, that's what I always was you know, kind of thinking regarding if there was some potential you know, benefit as far as the antioxidant properties found in you know, THC and, uh, and other. Um, cannabis components and whether or not that would actually potentially provide some benefit you know assuming there's no other issues going on as far as you know infections and so forth is that something you're seeing or have you uh, been noticing that's an excellent yeah that is an excellent point so um the idea behind the antioxidant the antioxidant use is that uh, the coronavirus has um a theorized process which is we think it affects the hemoglobin of the human body mm -hmm. And when it does that, it kicks off the iron that's normally in hemoglobin. 
And iron is the kind of compound that we know causes rust um, when it meets oxygen. And so the idea is to introduce antioxidants um, into the body to prevent the oxidative uh, effect that coronavirus causes when it kicks the iron off of the hemoglobin. And so that's where vitamin C comes in because vitamin C sits right on the lining of the lungs where it's the actual barrier defense. And the barrier defense needs to be increased when the coronavirus messes with the iron on the hemoglobin. So um, the, the question becomes, what should be the appropriate delivery mode? How should we be consuming THC and cannabis in order to use its antioxidant benefits. And um, so that this is what, you know, comes up all the time with scientists and doctors is how should we get these antioxidants there? And the idea is really probably should be inhaled. Okay. Um, it actually, probably like, should also be consumed Dr. Dr. or Dr. eaten. Hold that thought actually, because that's actually an excellent, excellent point we're going to talk in length about, but we're at the break. We're going to stop you, stop it here for a commercial uh, uh, interjection, if you will, but we're going to be right back guys. We got Dr. Obi spitting that fire. Please, please, uh, and no pun intended, actually, but <laughs> please stay tuned. We got some great information coming for you. We're going to talk about the ideal ways to ingest THC if you're someone who, who does that um, to help, you know, keep yourself, you know, as healthy as possible during this whole corona pandemic. Again, it's Dr. Barry with special guest Dr. Obi. Uh, stay tuned, guys. We got more hot fire. Hello, 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 and guys, and welcome back to the Health and Wellness Connection uh, podcast slash radio show. Again, we're broadcasting on Afro Vibes Radio, guys, every Thursday, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. Please do not miss it. It's going to be an excellent, excellent show. we got a lot of great, great shows um, for you in the future. And uh, today we have an excellent show as well. We're in the middle of a pretty exciting uh, talk with a uh, special guest, Dr. Olga Obi. Um, who is a um, emergency medicine physician as well as a uh, uh, cannabis uh, uh, specialist who has a, a practice where she sees patients and you know works with patients to help them get um, ideal uh, cannabis, safe cannabis therapies to uh, treat a variety, a variety of ailments. And uh, she's here with us today talking more about cannabis and how we should be you know using it um, if you are someone who uses it um, during this whole corona pandemic period. Now, um, Dr. Obi, you still there with us? Yes, I am. Awesome, awesome. So, so before the break, we were talking about, you know, some of the ideal ways to, you know, take cannabis if you're someone who's using it for whatever reason, and uh, we mentioned some of the potential issues regarding smoking, um, as you mentioned earlier about how it can actually affect the immunity of your lungs, uh, and that potentially could be an issue. But, um, you know, that is not, you know, the only way people ingest cannabis and talk to us more about you know what patients should be doing if you're someone or even just so you know in a state where you can consume it legally what would you do if you want to consume cannabis but you know you don't want to potentially increase your risk of complications from uh you know coronavirus uh, infection so um you know what are some of the ideal ways you know people can can do it safely go ahead so what I, I'll just tell you what I've told my patients so far. What, I, what we've found by far is helping the most is social distancing and proper hygiene. Um, so, 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 I, so I guess passing a blunt around a circle would not qualify in that kind of... <laughs> Correct. So keep okay. your blunt to yourself. So circles, no more circles, guys. That was something for the 90s and 2000s. We got to, you know, figure out new ways. No, to, uh... puff, puff, keep. <laughs> no <laughs> passing. <laughs> Well, Rasta, you're not, you're not, you won't like this, but it's very important, guys. 
<laughs> your life could depend on it. Go ahead, so Dr. Obi. So you said so. No, so no more uh, puff up pass. What are other options? Um, and then the next step is to do what I what everyone should be doing, which is fortifying your immune system. Um, so that includes and at the forefront proper sleep. Your immune system cannot reboot. It cannot reset properly. It will go through, you know malfunctions if it if without sleep so most adults should be getting seven to nine hours every night if you can't do that you're a shift worker or you have kids and your maximum amount of sleep is four three to four hours then you should be practicing polyphasic sleeping which i can guide i guide my patients through um the next is getting proper sunlight um, depending on the shade of your skin tone will determine how much sunlight you should get if you're very white skinned you should be using sunscreen or if you're very light skinned you should be using at least a five spf sunscreen and you should be getting proper sunlight to fortify your immune system that way. The next is hydration. It is important to drink plain, clear water um, without any additives um, uh, daily. Um, and then finally, you can increase your multivitamin use and your supplement use by safely taking things like vitamin C um, and multivitamins for women that are menstruating with folic acid. Um, and then uh, some patients, if you're starting to feel early symptoms of upper respiratory things like nasal congestion, a little bit of scratchy throat, um, then you can start adding um, some zinc. But you need to talk to your doctor about how much you should be taking and how often. Um, so those are just some generic things that everyone can be doing. Now, my cannabis users, what I'm instructing them to do is to decrease their smoked products. That includes vape. By decrease, I'm advising them to divide their active dose by uh, a quarter or even a tenth and then supplementing with edibles. So you supplement with oil tinctures or with some uh, low preservative um, edible form. Um, and if they need help figuring out their doses, all my patients know their doses because we're dose freaks with Dr. Olga's clinic. So all my patients know their doses. But if you don't know your dose, you can contact me and I can help you try to figure out what your dose was when you were smoking. And one thing I will I will say, though, I've talked about the people in the quarantine who are in quarantine. And they state that they're actually overeating during these periods and they feel they're gaining weight. Mm. Do you think the edible strategy potentially could be, you know, more harmful, especially some nice brownies or <laughs> some, uh, you know, very rich, decadent treats you tend to see in a lot of these shops who sell edible and, uh, you know, cannabis related treats. I mean, um, do you think that, uh, and also for us, one thing about edibles as well that I'm hearing is that the dosages sometimes aren't as uh, consistent. Uh, you know, some edibles are more potent than others and sometimes people don't feel the same effects um it's very interesting so, so what do you think regarding edibles as far as people who need to take a certain amount like if that's a you know relatively effective way to get their medication or you know if oils are maybe more you know a consistent way of ensuring they're getting the appropriate dosages that they need um, that's a very interesting question. So again, this is why I believe strongly that a cannabis physician or cannabis nurse practitioner should be at the forefront of a, pa a medical marijuana's treatment protocol. Most patients should not be taking medication that they don't know is controlled. That controlled means consistent in effect, consistent with the components. That's either CBD, THC, CBG, um, or there's terpenes, and there's not in a consistent form, meaning smoked, vaporized, um, gel caps, topicals, or suppositories, etc. 
So if you if you're one of those patients listening and you don't have a controlled regimen, meaning you don't know your dose, you don't know your consistent form, you don't even know what cannabinoids are in them, you need to contact an expert because then when you switch from your smoked form to an edible form, you'll get in trouble with overeating. You'll get in trouble with inconsistency. You'll get in trouble with breakthrough symptoms like seizures or MS relapses. So you really need consistent medication and you need a medical expert to guide you. Um, and it's never too late. That can always, that can happen at any, any stage in your treatment. Um, I have not found with my patients that are switching from decreasing their smoked form and increasing their edible form that they're overeating. But, you know, again, we, we have a controlled clinic in, in my setting. Um, I, you know, and if you want to, if you want to avoid the calories, I don't, think people should be taking their medication in brownie form. <laughs> I know it's fun, but it's not going to be very consistent. Yeah. So when I say edibles, I'm talking about capsules or tinctures, oil tinctures, water-soluble tinctures or capsules. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That makes sense. So, you know, I know a lot of people have been, uh, you know, asking and regarding, uh, you know, they'll ask me because they, they know that I have, um, you know, I have some interest and I've done some shows regarding the topic, but you know, a lot of these things, you know, I'm still also not clear on as well. So we'd like to reach out to make sure people who are very well versed in the whole dosaging strategies and so forth are you know able to kind of you know spread their information now let me ask you this um now you mentioned about you know sleeping well and so forth one thing that i have had, had a lot of patients you know inquire as far as using cannabis to help them sleep and so i don't know if that's something that also could be an issue if they're smoking to go to sleep and then potentially you know you know, you know increasing risk so forth you know and potential you know an infection Especially, you know, you know, people who, who who rely on, let's say, cannabis to sleep, and then they stop using because they're fearful of potential issues, and then they're now they're not sleeping anymore, um, and then they're worried about other options that are safer, and so that's why, you know, I was kind of, you know, you know, not sure how to, you know, talk to these patients regarding those kind of things, and you're saying, you know, more so oils is probably the ideal option if you you want something but you don't want to smoke um, <clears throat> in the or capsules because you know do you have capsules like that are like because capsules are i thought they had to be you know pretty strong for them to work can they still be effective with the uh with the low thc amount that you said was usually used in legal um dispensaries okay so um i want to make sure that i clarify California medical marijuana is totally different from texas medical marijuana so the thc content meaning the milligrams of THC and the ratio, meaning the percentage of THC is going to be significantly lower. You will not find the same effect with Texas um, medical marijuana that you will find with the uh, vast varieties that they have in California. So um, in California, if we're talking about, for example, medical marijuana capsules, absolutely. You can find the same potency in a capsule that you can find in a smoked form. You just are having a different delivery route. So the uh, capsule form will last a lot longer than the smoked form. Um, But, you know, if you're the type of insomniac that cannot go to sleep versus one who cannot stay asleep, I would tell you to use a smoked form because the problem is just getting to sleep. And then once you're asleep, you can stay asleep. But if you have a trouble staying asleep, then I would tell you to take the edible form um, because you need something that will last a lot longer. Right. So let me ask you this, though. So what about your I mean, what about the whole essential business versus non-essential business as far as dispensaries and stuff? Do you think that 
you know, I know you have a lot of, uh, you know, you go to Capitol Hill and you kind of talk to legislatures about cannabis law and so forth. And uh, I mean, do you think that, um, you know, um, cannabis should be deemed an essential industry? Like people should be able to, you know, get their medication or, you know, use cannabis during this quarantine? I think there was one uh, aside, um, one quick aside. Uh, in Michigan, <laughs> you know, the governor there has been, you know, pretty, um, you know, aggressive as far as quarantining and so forth. But cannabis shops are open. So people have been, you know, they're upset because they can't really come out their house for longer than a few hours, but they're able to, you know, smoke weed to their heart's content. So some people are upset, people are upset by that, saying that mis- priorities are misplaced. Well, I mean, what are your thoughts on, on the whole cannabis uh, essential or non-essential status? I um, first will say vehemently, absolutely. Cannabis is a medication. It is helpful and therefore essential, just as essential as our anti-seizure medications. I ask people now, I'm going to take this platform to have compassion because there are people that are using cannabis to save their family sanity, to treat conditions that otherwise were not responding to anything else. Um, And it is cruel to take that medication that was working away from them. So yes, it is essential. Um, And I will speak to anybody that has never met a person that has MS, um, that has never met a person that has seizures continuously, that has never met a person that has breast cancer that is not treatable and is causing so much pain. Their children are watching them crying because their Vicodin does not work, but the medical marijuana does. And I, and I dare them to tell, to tell them, well, your medicine is not essential. So you have to go three, four, five weeks without it, watching your child seize nonstop. I, I'm not sure if people really understand what other people are going through, but I know that Americans in general are compassionate. And if they knew the truth, then they would never take this medication away from their fellow man. Um, and that's just, you know, that's just an emotional reaction that I have because my patients are real. <laughs> They're not fake. No, thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate that. That's actually a very, very powerful statement you just made because I literally just read an article, I think it was the New York Post, it was stating that. Oh my God, these cannabis businesses—they're crying about being essential. They're clearly not essential, just for potheads. I mean, it's like a very dismissive kind of, you know. Um, and it very, is dismissive. Arrogant attitude towards cannabis users is, you know, stereotyping, and it's kind of unfortunate that that a lot of people still believe that, and uh, it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. So you yourself, who've seen, you know, from medical aspect, you're seeing patients. You're, you're doing a lot of uh, good work out here, and you actually have a, a real life kind of uh, uh, experience to tell people. So. You know, it's definitely something that, uh, and unfortunately, you know, while people want to compare it to alcohol, and it's not really, but for a similar reason, alcohol is kind of essential too, mainly because if you stop drinking it, it will pretty much put you in the hospital. But it's probably nowhere, it's far more dangerous, obviously, than, than cannabis. But, you know, people who drink alcohol every day, then they stop, you know, there's potentially a medical emergency there. So uh, for that reason, unfortunately, it becomes essential, but that's, you know, why it's a whole different discussion regarding alcohol and the it affects the body but anyways we're talking about cannabis so we are going to uh, uh close out on that point that you just uh, made uh tell us dr obi um where can people find you if they want to kind of you know get a cons- uh, one-on-one consult consultancy appointment with you or they want to you know be a patient of yours you know how can they uh get in touch the easiest way to schedule a consultation is to go to uh my website it's called refineforlife.com that's r-e-f-i-n-e for f-o-r-e life l-i-f-e dot com um, and there's a schedule a consultation button on that um, menu page 
Awesome. awesome. Um, but I can also be found on Instagram at D-R-O-L-G-A underscore refined for life. That's Dr. Olga underscore refined for life on Instagram. And uh, everybody contacts me on there. Awesome. Awesome. So we, thanks so much, Dr. Obi, for coming to the show today. A lot of awesome jewels you've dropped uh, for the listening audience. I want to thank you again for uh, joining us. Um, and listeners, thank you guys for listening as well. Appreciate all the, uh, the great responses and the feedback. Hopefully you guys will be listening and we'll hope to keep bringing you great shows. Again, uh, this is Dr. Barry here, your host. Thanks again uh, for tuning in. And uh, we are signing out. Until next time, guys. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Health and Wellness Podcast. For more info, check us out on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash next level weight loss. Our show can also be found on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com forward slash HW Connection. Lastly, for any inquiries, email us at drbarryhealth at gmail.com. Until next time.